marks a whole year, over 50 episodes of interviews, tips, advice, funny stories, guidance for small town, small business folk. You're listening to Small Minded, the podcast that believes being small is a good thing because small steps lead to big impact, small towns have a big heart, and small businesses play a big role in our modern way of life. I'm your host, Molly Knuth, and here at Small Minded, we share stories and strategies to help small towns and small businesses flourish. Here's to a life well-lived, being small-minded. Hey, guess what today is? It is the birthday of the Small Minded Podcast. You guys, this podcast launched to the public on September 1st of last year. So this marks a whole year, over 50 episodes of interviews, tips, advice, funny stories, guidance for small town, small business folk. And I am so proud that we have come to this milestone. It is not without blood, sweat, and tears. It is not without some successes and some things that I wish I could take back. It's not without uncertainty, but it is with a lot of pride that I put out this episode today. And today we're just going to talk about, in a short time frame, we're going to keep this short and sweet, some of the things that I've learned about podcasting over the last year. So if you're thinking about starting your own podcast or if you are wondering how to do this, that's what we're going to dig into today. So let's get started. All right, friends, we have interviewed enough people in small business and in organizations in small towns to know that when you have this idea or this drive, or this calling on your heart that you should try something new. One of the biggest and best things you can do for yourself is take that first step. So I had started listening to podcasts back in the early days of my own business, Molly Knuth Media, and I felt like the kind of business that I was building as a service-based business is a relatively new industry that hadn't really caught hold in my town. I was like, there's not a lot of people I can turn to to like get advice about this, right? Like I had known enough entrepreneurs. I was working with entrepreneurs who had started their own businesses, but a lot of them were in established fields. Like they had received a degree so they could start their own electrician company or they had a certification in aesthetics so they could go work in a salon or start their own salon. But I felt like I was pursuing something entirely different. And I didn't know that there was someone I could turn to or seek out for guidance in my immediate area. So one way that I kind of stumbled across unintentionally to get some experience around how to build a comprehensive business, not just get a degree in business statistics or a degree in graphic design. Like how can I learn a lot of things on a low budget? And I found these podcasts. So really, I credit a lot of my business building to the skills and the strategies that I learned in listening to free resources on the internet, right? So I would listen to people like Alex Sharfin, who could like talk to me about some real specific business systems. And 
his episodes were like so short. I was listening to a lot of them in like 2017 as I was just getting into the podcasting realm. And they were like easy to digest. They were daily, like seven to 10 minutes long. So I could just pop my earbuds in. At that time, it was like those wired headphones. Oh my gosh. But I would just pop the headphones in and I would listen to a little bit of insight and inspiration about how to build my business. From there, I got introduced to Rachel Hollis. And I read her book, Girl, Wash Your Face. And she coincidentally had a podcast too. So I was listening to her podcast and about like believing in yourself. And it was more about like just building up that and flexing that muscle of confidence and like leaning into my intuition. She did have like strategy based episodes, but I listened to her a lot for like building up that belief and confidence that I was a business owner and that I could pursue more if I so chose. I listened to a lot of Jenna Kutcher for her strategies. I listened to Amy Porterfield for her strategies. I listened to Allie Reeves for her strategies and interviews. And as I was listening to all of these podcasts, it really helped me find new ways of doing things that were for online business owners because there wasn't a ton of that, like I said, when I was starting out my business. And as I was listening to these podcasts and seeing the impact it had on me and growing my business, I felt a calling to be able to do that for others. Because what I noticed was for a lot of these podcasts and these experts who were sharing their advice on marketing or building a small business, they were very broad. Like they were very broad for like businesses that were looking to go national, product-based businesses and retail sectors that wanted to learn how to ship or distribute. Or there were motivational speakers looking to get paid $100,000 to attend and speak at a conference. And I was like, okay, people I work with are in small towns. And yeah, we might aspire to do that stuff, but we also know and we have our feet grounded in a community of like 3,000 people. So how is that going to apply to us? How's that going to look different for us? And also there are businesses here in these small towns that don't aspire to do that. They just want to serve the people who live here really, really well. They might operate a convenience store on the corner that's been there for 60 years. They might want to go get a degree and then move back so they can raise their kids in this small town and start their own little corner store or coffee shop or boutique. And what about these people? And that's when I knew that I had something. I knew that there were stories of people that already had done this who I could help give them a platform for so they could inspire and motivate and teach others. And that's how Small Minded was born. So I just had a calling on my heart and I knew that I needed to do something towards it. So I was shuffling around this idea of a podcast in my head for a while before I took any action. And honestly, the first thing I did was buy the microphone and it sat on my desk for a year. (laughs) So that was in like 2019. I bought the podcast mic and it took me until like COVID in 2020 to actually find a way of like, okay, how am I going to actually get this podcast off the ground? Because I knew it involved more than just a microphone. So what I did was signed up for Jenna Kutcher's course, The Podcast Lab. And it was um, a decent investment. I think it was like $250, $300. But it walked me step-by-step, module by module, through how to set up a podcast. So everything from um, what kind of mic was best, uh, what other equipment I might need, the software I might need, the programs I would need to subscribe to, how I actually edited an episode, how I could find music to use for the intro and the outro. And so I took that course 
And then I began figuring out how do I want this brand to look? How do I want it to sound? Who do I want to speak to? What's our mission? What's our values? And what's going to be the name of this podcast? And when I recorded the intro and let people listen in to what Small Minded was, I know Small Minded has a negative connotation. And the very first episode of this podcast is about addressing the elephant in the room, which is the name. And I know small-minded means people who have a narrow line of sight and they can't see outside of their own experience and they can't understand people who look, sound, speak, act differently than them. But I feel like we're using that and reframing the phrase. We're using small-minded to speak to how we do live in these small towns. We do build small businesses, but we actually think big. And I feel like the guest speaker lineup has just exceeded that flipping on its head. We've had so many people come in here and speak to finances. We've had people speak about life coaching. We've had people speak about schools and businesses and making decisions and how to advance your cause. And it's just been such a gift to be able to give these people a platform and to be able to reach out and touch all of you the way that this podcast has. So that's kind of the backstory. Long story short, I said I was going to keep this short and we're already at 10 minutes, but that was the impetus of it. And then once I figured out what we needed to do, I just got to work and did it. And I had a launch date set of August 1st and I didn't make it. <laughs> so then we assumed the launch date of September 1st. And ever since then, we've been churning out episodes. And I kind of have looked at this as a time capsule, a moment of time that speaks to where I was at personally, where I was at in the business, and now how far I've come. So when I think about back to those first episodes, every time I recorded, I just felt so unsure of myself. And I was second guessing everything I was saying. And I was like stumbling over my own words. It took me forever to record an episode because I was constantly stopping and starting and re-recording. And I just, every time I finished an episode recording, I was like, this sucks. <laughs> but I submitted it to my friend Miranda, who is also the podcast editor. I submitted them to her anyway. And then I feel like after just committing to showing up and doing it, even when I felt uncomfortable and being unsatisfied with some of those first recordings, just by doing that and showing up consistently has helped me grow. It's helped my speaking voice. It's helped my interviewing. It's helped my conversationalism. And the podcast has gotten better and better, and that's what I'm most proud of. So if I have to boil it down to, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, my advice is to just start. And then once you've started, keep going. <laughs> so it can be really easy to let yourself get caught up in all the steps that it takes to just get a podcast published, um, which the very first stretch of it is going to be the hardest because you have a lot of initial setup that needs to take place, like getting approved through Spotify, getting approved through Apple, um, recording your intro, recording your outro, getting the music finalized, setting up a distribution account if you choose to have one, setting up a hosting account if you choose to have one. Even in the last year, like things have simplified a ton. So people who are starting podcasts today are telling me the ways that they're going about it, and they found much simpler ways to do it than I did. But again, I just leaned into that course that Jenna Kutcher put out, I followed the steps and I did it. And it did take so much upfront time. But then as I committed to showing up consistently and as I got comfortable behind the mic, 
the episodes took less and less time to produce from my end. I know that sometimes the editing gets away from me. Sorry, Mer. Um, but it does take a little bit less time. You feel more comfortable, more confident, and the episodes as a result turn out better. But just start and then just keep going. The next phase after you've gotten started is that I want you to know if you're thinking about pursuing a podcast, it's going to take time, all right? Unless you're famous already. Because I look at some of these famous podcasters and like the top most popular podcast episodes right now, they're all from people who are popular and famous beforehand anyway. Because in 2020, it became really cool for like actors and celebrities to start their own podcast, which is really cramped, cramped us small guys style. But um, I still do enjoy listening to them. But I do have to say that if you want to get traction for your podcast, it's going to take some time. So in order to like do your best, you're just going to have to be consistent. So I committed to showing up weekly. And you don't have to do that. You can show up every other week. You can commit to monthly podcast episodes. But I would say you have to commit to something. Because were I to just say, oh, yeah, I just release an episode when I feel like it, guess what? I'd never feel like it. And guess what? I would always find other things that I had to get done other than recording a podcast. But I've made a commitment to myself and to my listeners that I want to show up weekly. And that has made a difference because it's given me an obligation, it's given me accountability, and it helps me get the stuff done that needs to get done. But that doesn't go to say that my listenership was huge right from the get-go. It was small. It was super small. And what we had to do was just use that consistency, that growth of catalog, to like leverage our back catalog to say, hey, we already have had episodes about this, that, and the other thing. We have been able to secure these guests, so maybe you would like to be a guest too. Or I can refer people back to if they have a question, like what were the specifics of getting the podcast started? Guess what? I already have an episode about that, and I can pull that URL, and I can send it to you so you can find out for yourself if you listen through it. So it's been a really great like library builder Um, It helps prove expertise not only of myself but of my clients or my guests who come on. And we can use it to kind of like bolster our own credibility and say, hey, you know, I claim to be an expertise in social media. And how can you believe me? Well, I've got this whole episode on Instagram best practices. So why don't you go listen to it and decide for yourself if I vibe with you? So it's been a really great resume builder. And It's been a great way for me to help other people build their own resumes and credibility too. Now, also around the idea of it taking time is that over the weeks that have passed since we launched this podcast, it does take an incredible amount of time. That's what I've learned. But you can make it as simple or as complex as you want, and it all revolves around what you want to get out of this. So... If you want to just be able to share the stories of people or share your own stories, you can keep it really simple by just using a platform like Anchor to produce those podcasts. And then you can just release episodes and go about it that way. If you want to use it as a growth tool for your business or to advance a cause, then what you're going to have to do is maybe go a little more complex. You might want to have a distribution software like I use Libsyn. Or you might want to have a marketing calendar that we also use at MKM. And also, my process is a little more complex because I have a team that helps me get this podcast out and marketed every week. So I'll record, and then I hand off the recording to my friend Miranda, who does the editing and making sure the audio sounds right. 
She releases it to Libsyn, which then distributes it to iTunes and Spotify so you guys can listen. But then my team member Josie, she makes the social media graphics so that we can remind you when a new episode drops or that we can take a quote from the episode that was really impactful that you can share with your friends so they can listen. We also have show notes that we write up, and Josie does that for me too, and then I post it to the website so that you can access all of those back episodes and learn a little bit more about the guests or about the topics at hand. So we've built a marketing calendar around it, and that's because what we want to do from this podcast, again, is to help advance the platforms of our guests and also establish credibility around Molly Knuth Media's brand and help build small town, small businesses via social media, via um, having conversations and educating people about what it's like to be in small towns. So it just depends on what you're hoping to get out of it. But at the end of the day, if you're only chasing the download numbers, if you're only chasing monetizing the podcast, in my opinion, you are going to have a lot of disappointment, okay? Because you're not going to be successful. You're not going to get huge download numbers straight out the gate. And before you even get like a regular listenership, you might like get really downhearted about yourself and quit. But if you are chasing a bigger cause or you have a bigger mission or you have just a drive to share stories, then the numbers don't matter so much. And you're able to just be satisfied with releasing the episodes and you're not so caught up in the metrics. So thankfully, we've been able to grow slowly. We've been able to learn as we go. We've been able to build a marketing calendar around this podcast here at MKM and Small Minded. And we've been able to see those as a result of putting our like drivers around sharing stories and staying true to who and what Small Minded is about. We've been able to see those numbers grow over time as a result. Now, I have to kind of grow in phases. So at first, it was just getting comfortable with this podcast platform. It was getting comfortable with showing up behind the mic. Then we evolved into, okay, what is going to be our regular way of marketing this? And then when I look ahead, I say, okay, now we're entering another phase of this podcasting venture, which is figuring out, okay, how do people monetize podcasts? Because that's something totally different. And that's something that I want to explore so that if somebody else needs to know how to do that, we can have that answer. So there's always something to drive for. But the thing that keeps me going is sharing stories, sharing the expertise of cool people in small towns, and being able to help others who are listening grow their own small towns and small businesses as a result. And that's what the driver is. So I'm not as caught up in the data. I look at it, but it's not going to determine success or failure. What determines success or failure is when I open my email and I get a response from somebody and it says, hey, this is what I took away from this week's podcast. I was so thankful that you shared it. This is my example. And it was very meaningful to me. Those are the interactions that really matter. And when you start a podcast, if you decide to do that, that's what's going to probably matter the most to you too. Now, If you are truly looking to start a podcast of your own, there are a few suggestions that I would make. So first up, I would assess how much time you have to dedicate to this because it does take time and it does take work. And if you want to keep the cost down of releasing a podcast, you can do it for practically nothing. If you invest just in a mic, you can do it basically for free beyond that. The exchange for that is if you want to keep the cost low, it's going to take more of an investment of your time. 
for me, I wanted to be able to share these stories and I wanted to be able to not have, I, I couldn't dedicate as much time to it because I had other obligations. So I was able to hire out certain parts of this podcast production. And that's going to be an exchange of money other than time. But it does take work. It takes planning. It takes following a schedule. And then it takes investing either time or money to get it out there. So it does take some investment. And I would just like tell you that that's what it takes up front. So you go in to this process knowing all about it. The other thing I would suggest going in is investing in a good mic. So I have a Blue Yeti mic. There are other really good ones that I've heard other people use, but this one's very good. I really like it. I haven't had any issues. The other thing I would invest in is I've got this super dumb looking black box that I just bought on Amazon, but it's a black box. It's got like soundproof foam on the inside. Looks so stupid, but it is great for audio quality, especially when I'm recording in our co-working space. It deadens the sound so I don't hear the dog barking next door. I don't hear the door opening and closing. I don't hear the echo of this old wide open room with hardwood floors as much as I would without it. So that was a very cheap investment. It was like 20 bucks, but it's made a world of difference in the audio quality. The other thing I would recommend if you're going into it is just brain dumping a whole list of topics you would talk about or stories you would tell or guests you would have on because there will be times when you feel very creatively uninspired. But if you can go back and consult that list of things you could talk about, it helps you kind of stimulate your brain. And then what I do is just outline my episode. So if it's a guest, then I have just like a list of questions I want to ask. We do let the conversation just flow naturally, but I go back to those tenets that I outlined first. So I make sure that we've got some goods for you guys as listeners in the episode. When it's a solo cast like this, I just jot down an outline and I say, this is what I want to talk about, which will lead to that. And the other thing, that way I can make sure that I hit the high points and I don't get too rambly because you guys know that I can do that sometimes. <laughs> the other advice I would give you is that it's really got to be something that you find fun and joy in because if it just becomes work, you're going to be like not likely to stick to it because again, it takes a lot of time and investment to get this out there. But if you find it fun, if you enjoy hearing about the stories of others, you will enjoy this process. And the other thing I would say is to like make it fun. Bring your personality in. Bring in friends. Like don't be afraid to make mistakes. And if you do make a mistake, poke fun at yourself some more. But I think the more you have fun with it, the better the final product is going to be and the more likely you are going to be to stick with it. Because again, it does take work. It takes a lot of time and a lot of research to get a podcast out there. But if you find joy in it, if you're having fun, and if you have a purpose, it's going to keep you motivated to keep going. All right, friends. Just want to wrap it up by saying thank you all so much for being here. Thank you so much for listening to the past 50-something episodes. Hopefully, we will record 50-something more with just as many awesome guests and inspiring topics as we've had in the past year. I feel like the train is just starting to really roll. Thank you all of my guests so much for being here for the past year because it's been so inspiring to hear their stories. It's helped me grow as a podcaster and I really feel like now we've got traction and we're really making a difference in small towns and small business owners' lives with every story and every interview that comes across these airwaves. Is it even airwaves? Or is that only radio? What's podcasting? 
I don't know. <laughs> okay. So anyway, on that note, thank you all so much for listening. Thank you so much for being here, sharing our episodes, supporting us with every listen and share that you tell your friends about. I would love to hear your reviews. You can leave those over at Spotify or on iTunes. And with every review, it really does help us get out to more people who our information could be better for. And so I would just really thank you all for being such amazing listeners that show up week after week for our content and allowing me to do this. It's really, really so much fun. So thank you, small-minded listeners. Thank you for loving your small towns and your small businesses. And we'll be back next week with another episode. Hey there. Thank you so much for tuning in to another edition of the Small Minded Podcast, the place on the internet where we celebrate small towns, small businesses, and the people who love them. If you enjoyed this episode, we would be forever grateful to have a review of your experience over on iTunes, Spotify, our website, or wherever you tuned in today. And as always, we welcome you sharing this podcast with your friends and family on social. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Small Minded Podcast or at mollyknuthmedia.com slash podcast. Please go out, make today a good one. Take a small step towards a bigger impact. Here's to a life well lived being small-minded.